0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Selling Greenville, your favorite real estate podcast here in Greenville, South Carolina. I'm your host, as always, Stan McCune, realtor right here in the Greenville area, and you can find all of my contact information in the show notes if you need to reach out to me for any of your real estate needs. And just a reminder, as always, if you enjoy the show, please subscribe to it on whatever platform you're watching or listening to it on. There's only one platform currently to watch it on, and that's YouTube. There's a bunch to listen to it on. Uh, But if it's not on the platform of your choosing, let me know. Um, I will be happy to try to get it onto whatever platform you want it to be on. But please make sure you subscribe. If you have the option to like, rate, review, any of those good things, please do that to support the show. Today, we are going to be kind of getting back into the normal groove of things. I had a few, uh, a few weeks of episodes that are kind of outside of the norm, um, and we had the Thanksgiving holiday. Um, I'm actually recording this before Thanksgiving, but I'm going to be releasing this after Thanksgiving. It's just a little bit uh, chaotic for me in terms of we do some Thanksgiving travel. It just made sense for me to record this ahead of time, and we have... Um, We actually just got, uh, what, on November 18th, I think, the Greater Greenville Association of Realtors market stats. Um, We go over these pretty much every month, and this month is going to be no exception. And so if you are watching on, uh, on YouTube, I am going to share my screen if I can figure out how. Here we go. I'm going to share my screen and show you guys the actual market stats for the month of November that came out. All right, here we go. So we're just going to start right at the top. There's some interesting little tidbits in here, and we're going to start with new listings. New listings were up month on month and year on year. So uh, new listings for the month of October, right? Because that's the most recent month that we have this data for. 1,847, excuse me. 1,847 new listings, that's a an 8% increase year-on-year, year and a, an even bigger increase month-on-month. Month. Now, that shouldn't come, the month-on-month month increase shouldn't come as a huge surprise. It's not uncommon that we see a little October bump. If you're looking at this on YouTube, <coughs> excuse me, I don't know, I'm over my sickness, but all of a sudden I started to get choked up here, I apologize. Um, if you're looking on YouTube, you can see I've got the chart on up here you can see that there is commonly an October bump uh, that happens. It's happened in several uh, several different years if you go back historically and this is what happens. you get the people that you know after the school year begins, um, obviously real estate activity goes way way down. Uh, but then what happens is October comes around and people are um, are like well, I don't want to wait until the holidays. And so we get this little bump in activity. We're not just going to see it on new listings, we'll also see it elsewhere in the data um, that I'll show you here in a moment. Uh, But year on year, an 8% increase. That's our first increase since March. So that's very interesting to me. And uh, and, uh, I'm not really sure how to explain it outside of, I think that people just keep waiting, 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 kicking the can, kicking the can, hoping, you know, hey, I, I really don't want to have to move in this environment, I don't want to put my home up for sale in this environment, and then eventually they just reach a point where they have no other choice. They have to go ahead and list their home. I've seen this personally uh, with some of uh, of the clients that I've had this year where it's not the year that they really wanted to move, but for whatever reason, work, uh, expanding their family, uh, moving for other reasons, they simply had to. And um, and I think that this is all why we're seeing this very weird pattern. Again, if you're watching on YouTube, you can see that all year we've had this weird uh, crown-like pattern of new listings going up, going down, going up, going down, going up, going down month on month, which is very unusual. Um, really, the closest comparison that we have in recent years is 2017 had something similar to that. But usually we just have a very standard... Uh, peak that happens during the uh, summer months, sometimes the spring months. It just depends, and then a fall as we get out of the busy season of the year. When it comes to new listings, this year we have not had that traditional peak and then traditional fall. Right now, we're having a lot of mini peaks and a lot of mini falls happening. And it, the reason why I call it a crown. If you're looking at this, you can see it. It looks like a little bit of a crown formation happening. Now, I suspect probably the month of November we will have that peak, uh, sorry, that uh, that drop-off in new listings data that comes in, but uh, but we will see. There, There's a lot to consider here. Uh, pending sales. Uh, this is always uh, the most recent month, and these stats are always off, uh, so that's just something to keep in mind. As an example, because I have last month's, uh, uh, data in front of me, just to compare apples to apples. Last month, September reading was 728 pending sales. They revised that up to 1092 pending sales for the month of September. So that's a big revision. That's over 350, uh, more pendings than, uh, what we were originally told. And, uh, so it's about a third higher, um, really, uh, Closer to 50% higher, because uh, when you take 728, which is what they originally gave us, um, it's essentially 50% of that is what we got revised up to with 1,092. That is, though, a uh, a drop off of 13.7% year on year impending sales. And so, um, obviously, this is what we've been seeing most of the year. We have been seeing a drop off in uh, in pendings. And it's going to be interesting with October uh, being lower year on year. Are we going to see that for November as well? I suspect that we probably will. We're going to probably see, even though uh, last year was the worst year uh, for pending sales since 2018, I suspect that the trend will continue, that it will uh, ultimately be even worse this year. We are in a housing recession. I've been telling you guys this for a long time. By the way, um, I, I don't remember if I've said this on here or not. When the U.S. economy goes into recession, I believe housing will actually come out of recession. We, in housing, we experienced our recession. We took our lumps early, okay? Um, so what's most likely going to happen if the U.S. economy goes into a recession, then mortgage rates are going to come down because the Fed will pivot and the Fed will, will bring their rates down um, and other things will happen. Driving mortgage rates down, and then we'll see housing activity pick back up. And people say, well, if we're in a recession, people are losing their jobs and all of that. The amount of people that lose their jobs um, in a recession is a few million, um, and that pales in comparison to the the uh, hundreds of millions of traditional home buyers that we have in a given year. So um, that is what I anticipate uh, will happen. I think we had the housing recession early. I think that. When the broader economy sees something that resembles a recession, or um, or something of you know higher unemployment or whatever you want to call it, if you want to avoid the R word, um, then uh, I, I think at that point that housing will uh, will pull out of the recession that we are in. There might be a few. There will probably be a few months of pain in there, uh, but when the uh, economy is is much worse than kind of the lagging data. Would indicate, and that the Fed, you know, perhaps when we get when we're in March of of this year, of, of this upcoming year, um, will it will the economy will will be kind of in bad shape, uh, but the Fed might wait several more months to do anything, just because so much of their data that they're relying on is lagging data. So there might be a few months of pain, um, but I do expect that at some point that uh that we will see basically the the housing market do a little bit of a, of a rebound before the economy has rebounded as a whole <clears throat> closed sales this is a very interesting one the now i mentioned before that the month of october frequently sees a little bit of a bump oh and i and i should have pointed it out here we we frequently see impending sales let's go back to that for a second we frequently see an october bump in pending sales and if you look at the data you can see historically, it, it's hit or miss. Not every month sees that that little bump happening, or sorry, not every year sees that little bump happen in the month of October, uh, but it does happen frequently with the pending sales as well. Um, and then the result is closed sales oftentimes have a little bit of a November bump. So you can see that historically if you're looking at some of these trends. Again, now it's people trying to, trying to close out uh, trying to do the real estate transaction before the holiday season um but we had an interesting month of October we didn't have a, a year on uh, sorry a month on month bump in closed sales but we did have basically a flat year on year so October was 1229 closings as opposed to October of last year it was 1232 closings so very interesting only a 0.2% decrease Year on year, so even though we've seen so many different things decreasing year on year, in particular, pending sales down pretty dramatically. Closed sales are not down as far as you would expect, and um, and I would not be surprised. I think that there's a possibility that um, that the month of December ends up seeing a little bit of a positive print. We'll see November of last year. If you're looking at the chart you can see that November of last year was actually a pretty strong month overall. <clears throat> and so uh, once, we, once we get the November data, um, I suspect that it won't be as good as um, as what it was last year. Um, but perhaps December won't be quite the, you know, in comparison to the drop-off that we had last year in December, which was insane, um, I suspect that, um, that we might have a negative November year on year print, maybe a positive December year on year print in closed sales. Um, That's something to keep track of. I apologize for this frog I got in my throat. I have no idea where this came from. I've been feeling great. Um, And for some reason, there's a frog that just doesn't want to leave my throat. All right, days on market until sale. We are at 41 days on market, which month on month, is one day more than uh, than the 40 that we had in September. So we're at 41. Um, year on year, that's a 28.1% increase. That's the lowest increase that we've had for a while. I've been telling you guys that this is going to level out to some extent because look at last year. Last year, we had this his, uh, unbelievably historic rise from uh, unbelievable lows. You know, we were around 20 days on market until sale. That was never sustainable, um, but to have a historic rise where it essentially tripled up to close to sixty, which is what happened in March of last uh, of this past year. Um, now it's kind of receded back into the forties, and we've seen some stability in the high thirties, low forties now for quite some time, and uh, and we're really close to uh, to seeing. I mean. Man, how how close are we? We're really close to. I'm I'm just, sorry. I'm just trying to look at this data here. Um, I I think I think that there's a good chance that we see a negative uh, year-on-year print before the end of this year, just based on uh, the way the data line went last year. So this is uh, November uh, November December of last year. <clears throat> we uh, we saw things really start to go up. And uh, so it'll be interesting to see right now. We're up 28.1% year on year because October of last year was 32 days on market and October of this year is 41 days on market. But I think we're, we're pretty close to and I think there's a good chance that we see before the end of this year that, uh, that maybe November or December's days on market until sale end up being uh, less than what they were around this time uh, last year. So that'll be an interesting thing to to track. Of course, the median sales price, this is probably the the thing that everyone wants to hear more than anything else. What is the market doing? And we set another record, uh, the highest median sales price in the uh, history of us tracking this data. 324,900, so basically 325,000. That was the median sales price up 7.7% year on year. That's a huge number. Like we haven't seen a a year-on-year increase like that in a very, very long time. So we would have to see a historic, historic drop off in these next two months for us to not see positive sales price appreciation. Now, uh, for the year. Um, now, I I do like to mention, obviously, the median sales price. It is an imperfect metric for determining. Uh, sales price appreciation, right? One thing that we have right now is an influx of uh, of new construction purchases that we've never seen. I have never had so many new construction buyers and closings in my entire career as I have had this year. I have a ton of clients that basically we start out, you know, most people don't start out looking for new construction. I've had very few clients over the years that have started out looking for new construction for a variety of reasons. Um, but what ends up happening is it just makes so much sense for people. Um, and when I have a a client that we've been looking for homes and then they start saying that, that they might be interested in new construction, I just smile a little bit because I've seen this happen so many times the past few years, but particularly this year, um, when you're looking at a bunch of properties that need a bunch of work and then you can just go to a uh, a, a new home builder and get something for maybe slightly more expensive, but that new home builder has bought your rate down. So you're actually paying less per month and you're getting a brand new home and you're able to, you know, uh, have the, the home builders warranties and all of these things. It just makes a lot of sense for a lot of people. And I think that that is contributing to this medium pr- sales price being pushed up because obviously new construction is traditionally, more expensive, slightly more expensive than resale homes. And so, very interesting number here, 325,000. If you want to know, if you want to tell people what the average home sale in Greenville cost, that is the number to tell them. Now, I know that that's not the average, that's the median, but the median is, is the more accurate of the two. If you want to talk about the average, the average is 381,000 in change, which is up 6%. Uh, year on year as well. Um, I, again, I don't think that that is the most helpful number. That is impacted dramatically by homes on the upper end of the spectrum. Uh, and so uh, I prefer to look at the median. Percent of list price received. This is one of the key metrics that we look at to to kind of determine what is happening in the market. What are, uh, what are sellers' receiving when it comes to their home. And it's very important that you understand that this this metric does not take into account uh, if a seller has reduced the price on a home, right? If the list price has been reduced, that is not accounted for in, in this number, okay? So just keep that in mind. But the percent of list price received came down a little bit month on month and came down a little bit year on year to 98.3%. That's actually the biggest it's dropped in, uh, in quite some time right? because it was 98.7% last month. It came down to 98.3% um, and October of last year was also 98.7% uh, similar to last month. Uh, so it's a 0.4% decrease. Uh, and so what that means is that the average seller is getting 98.3% not accounting for seller concessions, which right now there's a lot of seller concessions out there. So keep that in mind as well. Um, sellers are having to pay uh, oftentimes buyer closing costs um, helping buyers to buy down their rates again you can thank the 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 home builders for for introducing that concept into the market um, but it is what it is this is the way it is right now you can expect to get 98.3 percent of what your home is listed for once you've listed it correctly for the correct price okay let's let's caveat that uh, because you may have had to reduce your price a few times and in that case, Um, that does kind of skew the data a little bit. Maybe at some point I'll go in and and try to, try to rework some of this data and, uh, and make it account for some of those other things. But this is the best that we have at the moment. Housing affordability index, lowest it's ever been, right? Big surprise, um, because we had the, uh, median sales price, the highest it's ever been. Uh, we still have mortgage rates pretty high as I'm recording this. Mortgage rates have tapered a little bit, but they're still in the mid sevens. Um, as of the time of this recording. I'm recording this November 20th. So the Housing Affordability Index, all-time low because it takes into account the uh, the median sales price. It takes into account uh, prevailing interest rates, and it takes into account the median household income. We want to see this number at 100 or better because that tells us that the average family can afford the average home, but instead it's at 79, which is an 11.2% decrease year-on-year. Uh, not great, not great. Inventory of homes for sale. Oh, by, by the way, I should say, this number, if mortgage rates do go down, this number will rebound dramatically, okay? Mortgage rates impact, be, being in the sevens, impacts housing affordability way more than the fact that um, that the median sales price is at its highest point ever. Um, so uh, I hope that we'll see this number bounce back um, into the 90s perhaps at some point. I don't know if, if we'll see it go back into the hundreds uh, outside of a major, major uh, housing recession uh, beyond the scope of what we've had thus far. Um, but uh, but hopefully we will see that number rebound. Inventory of homes for sale. This is another number that's frequently um, incorrect for the most recent month. Um, so let's go to September. And I'll tell you what September was revised from. September was revised from 3,935 down to 3,542. So basically a uh, a 10% uh, a, uh, correction on the September number. Basically 400 uh, fewer homes for sale than what we were originally told in the market stats. And so, uh, but we're looking at the trend, right? And the trend is that it has been going up since February. Um, we saw or I guess technically we saw things bottom out in April um, but it's been going up pretty steadily since then and and it has I've seen it continue to go up um so September was three uh 3542 uh properties for sale a 2.6 percent increase year on year um I I suspect that we'll continue to see this line continue to go up um, I don't think that we're going to, uh, this year hit 4,000. I'd be very surprised. I know the October number says 4,000 again. Probably subtract about 400 from that, and you'll you'll be pretty close to what it is. It's probably in the 3,600 uh, and change range. Um, that will still be an increase year on year, and I think that that will continue to see that trend because more and more homes are are sitting on the market right now, and we're we're in the slow season. And so we're, we're going to see inventory kind of build up a little bit. In um, the month supply of inventory, again, we can't look at, at the October numbers because that's dividing pending sales by, uh, by amount of inventory. And, and I just said that both of those numbers are wrong. So, uh, so we don't want to look at, for the most recent month, we don't want to look at the 3.3 months supply that for, of October. We want to look at the trend uh, through September, and the trend through September, again, same thing we just looked at with inventory as a whole. It's been increasing since April. April was at 2.2 months of inventory. Now it's at 2.8 months in, in the month of September of inventory, probably a little bit higher for the month of October, maybe 2.9, maybe 3. Um, but uh, September was up 12% year on year. We have been up every single month year on year, but we're starting to, uh, to compare against some of the softer months of last year, and so this is actually the lowest year-on-year increase in month supply. The month of September was uh, that we've had in quite some time, as you can see if you're looking at these charts. No- November of last year was 125 percent increase year-on-year. December was 127. January was 140. February 130. March 155. So, so here we are, only at a 12 percent uh, year-on-year increase for the month of September. And um, and I suspect it will uh, be probably a similar increase for the month of October once we get those revised numbers in. Now I've been telling you guys how to interpret month supply. Traditionally, has been that six months of supply is kind of what we consider a balanced market. But I've been telling you guys now for quite some time that I don't think that we can really uh, use that line of thinking anymore because <clears throat> so much so much has changed. And it would feel very much like a uh, like a buyer's market if we got into the four to four and a half months of supply range. And I found it very interesting that one of the people uh, that I follow pretty closely um, on Twitter and some other uh, news sites, his name is Lance Lambert. Uh, really good resource if you if you want to reach out to him or, or if you want to look into his stuff. He actually, and I'm just going to I'm going to pull up here um, something that he wrote. He actually addressed this, which I found very interesting. He said, A rule of thumb in residential real estate is that anything below six months' supply of inventory is considered a seller's market. However, in Austin, where home prices began to decline last summer, when the months of inventory stood at just 2.1 months That rule hasn't applied effectively. In fact, despite Austin's months of inventory only reaching 4.0 as of September, home prices have already dropped 17% from their peak, according to the Zillow Home Value Index. Uh, So very interesting. Obviously, Austin is an outlier right now, but I do think that what Austin is experiencing is something comparable to what Greenville could experience if we started to see this month's supply number cross over the three-month threshold, and start to knock on the door of four months. And I just think what we've seen is that buyer and seller's expectations have changed. They're not used to, you know, we've had several years of homes selling pretty quickly. Sellers aren't used to their home staying on the market for four, five, six months. They've not been used to that for quite some time. Even pre-pandemic, it was in the four-month range, four, four-and-a-half months, something like that. So we start to, but but recently, for the past three years, we've been in this sub-three-month uh, of inventory market. And so people have gotten used to this. People have gotten used to home selling quickly. Uh, sellers, in particular, have gotten used to it. And, and people are, uh, a lot of times in this market, People that are selling right now, they understand that the market is is a, a bit depressed, and so uh, sellers, if they're selling, they have to sell, right? Nobody right now is like really wanting to sell their homes. Sellers right now are in a position where, like I said, maybe they're a forced equity seller. Um, you know, they're they're unable to afford their payments, but they've got enough. Uh, they've got enough equity in their home that they're not going to foreclose. They're just going to sell. Or perhaps they're moving, or perhaps they're growing their family, or whatever the case may be. Um, People that are selling right now, they have to sell and they can't just wait it out five, six months. And so, what we're seeing is that the market has shifted. Like I said, buyers' expectations have also changed, where buyers are now, if they see a home that's been on the market for four or five months, they have no interest in that home at all. They assume that there's something wrong. They assume that there's all sorts of issues. And so what we've seen is the conventional wisdom with this month's supply of inventory just does not apply anymore. And so um, as long as we're, you know, hovering around, you know, between two and a half to three and a half months supply in current conditions, I think it will still kind of feel like the market that it is. A slow sellers market. I think that that's the the best way to or the best way to describe the market right now. But if we cross over three and a half months of inventory, we start to to knock on the door of four. If we get above four, um, it will very very quickly feel like a buyer's market to a lot of people. Gonna m- mention a few other things real quick here. Um, pending sales by price range, we're seeing. More of the same, where the two price ranges that are doing the best right now, at least in a year on year comparison, is the 500,000 to 750,000 range. That was up half a percent year on year, and the 1 million and above, up 6.3% year on year. This is where we're at in the market right now. Those uh, people right now, most of the options for, sell, for uh, listings and most of the options for people buying are people that are wealthier than your your median, your standard buyer in Greenville. And so those higher price points are doing better. The reason why the 750 to a million price point isn't doing as well just has to do, it had a, an 11.7% decrease year on year at that price point. There's just not a whole lot of homes for sale between 750 and a million. That's just the reality of the situation. And that's also right on the cusp of people needing financing. And and if you need to get a jumbo loan on something uh eight hundred thousand uh or whatever the case may be, um that's I mean your monthly payment on an eight hundred thousand dollar home right now at seven seven, you know, and a half uh, percent mortgage rates, that's just outrageous. Uh million and above, those are oftentimes cash buyers, people that are able to tap it tap into uh, various lines of credit that they might have or money market accounts or whatever the case may be. Um, and so uh, that that's why we're seeing strength at that uh, that upper price range. Another interesting little tidbit, um, by property type, single family homes, uh, pendings are down 11.6% year on year, but condos up 0.4% year on year. Again, housing affordability, forcing people to go into condos and townhomes that otherwise uh, would not prefer to, and uh, that's the case with pending sales. Closed sales, uh, we saw the 500 to 750 price point see a 4.2% increase year-on-year. Uh, the 750 to a million was down 4.5% year-on-year, and a million and above was up 13.6% year-on-year. So reflecting similar numbers to what we saw with the pending sales. Um, and condos, in terms of closed sales, we're down 6.8% year on year, which uh, that's very interesting. We'll have to see if uh, if that trend continues. So here we are entering the slow season. Um, I'm keeping you guys up to date with everything that you could possibly want to know uh, in the Greenville market. But if you have any questions, please let me know. My contact information is in the show notes. Happy to talk to you guys uh, about any any questions or concerns you might have with the data Please let me know. Uh, please, if you like this show, don't just like it in your head. Press the like button in whatever platform you're watching or listening to it on. I appreciate you guys. Thank you. I hope you guys had a great Thanksgiving. I should have mentioned that before. I hope you had a great Thanksgiving. I hope that the incoming Christmas, Hanukkah, etc. season that is upon us um, is a uh, is a really special season. Hopefully not too busy for you guys as well. We will talk again next week.